This is a podcast from the Harvard John A. Paulson School of Engineering and Applied Sciences. Here at SEAS, we love science. We're a science school, but we get it. Science can be scary and intimidating. We think that because we don't understand the words being used, that we're not smart enough to understand it. Well, frankly, that's bull. Scientific language, like any other, can be translated. You just need a translator. Hi, I'm Leah Burrows, science communicator here at SEEDS, and I'll be your translator. So each episode, I'm going to sit down with one of our researchers, and we're going to talk about a recent paper, and we're going to break down the most egregious perpetrator of jargon warfare in all of science, the title of a scientific paper. Because if you can understand the title of a paper, the whole thing stops being scary and starts being cool and exciting, all of the things that we love about science. So let's give it a shot. And thanks for listening. I am here with Reza. I'm going to have you say your last name for me. Uh, my last name is Khorasani Nejad. I'm an applied physicist at Federico Paso Lab at Harvard Seas. So you have a paper out in Science Advances, and the title of this one is A Doozy. Broadband and Chiral Binary Dielectric Metaholograms. I'm going to say that one more time. Broadband and Chiral Binary Dielectric Metaholograms. Wow. Yeah, it's too much of a word, so we can talk about it and just understand what's going on there. Yeah, there's a lot of words in there people probably won't understand, but I actually want to start with a word that I think people do understand or, or think they understand, and that word is hologram. So let's start there. Hologram is the device or a phase plate that if you can control the phase and an amplitude of the light, you can shape it. So if you can compare it, if you take a picture, you will have a two-dimensional image. But for holography, because you take the phase as well, you can make it three-dimensional. So the main difference between a holographic image and a photographic image is that the holograph captures both the amplitude and the phase of light. Yeah, that's why they call it whole. It's come from the whole from Greek. So which means it's, you have the phase and amplitude, you have the whole information. You don't lose any information. All right, so we have hologram. So what do we mean when we say meta-hologram? So meta-hologram is when you engineer a surface, so you make a meta-surface, it can have some property that you cannot see in the nature. But it's also very small, right? Correct. For our case, it's 500 nanometer in height. To get a sense, your hair is 50 micrometer. So our hologram is 100 times smaller than a hair. Okay, where should we go next? Broadband, chiral, binary, or dielectric? <laughs> <laughs> we can start from the broadband part of it. Because normally, when you have an optical device, it depends on the wavelengths. If you change the wavelengths, the functionality of that device change. For example, if we have a lens and it focuses the green light, normally if you shine it the red light, the focus point change. The same thing for a hologram. What we have done here, we revisited binary hologram, combined it with metasurfaces to overcome the dispersion in the holography. Wait, what's binary? Because that word is in the title too. So binary, normally binary is zero and one. The first generation of the hologram was made of an aperture. So the place that you have an aperture, you let light pass through. 
the place that is opaque, the light doesn't pass through. So the light pass through is one, light doesn't pass through is zero. By combination of the, this one and one and zero, you can control your wavefront or you can make it an image which is hologram. Okay, so binary is describing how you program the holographic image. And that, combined with the design of the metasurface, gives us a hologram that is clear across all different wavelengths, hence broadband. Yeah, exactly. Let's move on to chiral, because I know that that's a pretty complex idea. So what we're essentially referring to when we say chiral is the direction in which light is vibrating, right? So we have a linear polarized light, that the light vibrates in a certain direction, and we have circular polarized light, and the direction that this vibration going, say it's a left or right-handed, or we can say it's a chirality. Why is the direction of light important? Normally, holograms encode some information. If you shine the light or look at it at a certain angle, you see that information, and you know your credit card or the cash that are original. Polarization had another dimension to the structure. So if I shine a light at this hologram that has one chirality, one image will appear. And if I shine another light with a different chirality, a completely different image will appear. Correct. If you use it for the security, that polarization can make it more secure. Okay, last word, dielectric. So dielectric does not absorb at a certain range. For example, here we use silicon. It doesn't absorb the light in near infrared and we could get the efficiency up to 75%, which is a huge improvement over the previous case. Now that we have all the words defined, how would you summarize this paper? So we try to make a hologram with high efficiency with multiple function. Here the multiple function coming from the making holographic image. On top of that, we have additional dimension of polarization. So we've talked about security applications for this. What are some other applications? If you look at right now, the virtual reality and augmented reality is pretty hot. But in order to make such an apparatus, you need to have a, a refractive optics elements. So you need to cascade them to do a function. By cascading them, you will have several of them. And at the end, you will have a few pounds of the structure. Whereas in our structure, you can shrink down a millimeter lens to almost a micrometer or hundred of nanometers. So this is something that, that we could put on a lens and you can wear it on your face and watch Star Wars in 3D. Ultimately, that's the goal. But right now, we have a static device. It's not dynamic. It cannot make the movie. But that's the ultimate goal. Thank you so much for joining me. This was really great. Thank you very much for having me. At the end, I would like to uh, thank the other group member, Antonio, Pritval, and of course, Professor Capasso. Harvard John A. Paulson School of Engineering and Applied Sciences.